Welcome to Sammy's Treasures, Revealing the Jewels of Autism. This is Episode 4, Time and the Alpha and Omega Cycles. Sammy's intentions for these podcasts are that the audience will hear and feel my transmissions with clarity and focus. They will listen with their hearts. They will experience non-judgment. They will experience states of non-duality. They will experience the pure tones of love which emanates from the zero-point field. These messages and transmissions will assist in shifting consciousness to the new platform. Today's message is brought to you today primarily by Sammy and a young man that I will just call Carlos. My intention as well is to keep the language and concepts as simple as possible, but when we're talking about something like time, part of this message may be a bit confounding and confusing, so we ask that you listen with your hearts, call forth your soul consciousness, and allow yourself to feel the words and only take what resonates for you and what is in alignment for your continued ascension and expansion in this moment. Time is an elusive concept, even though when we're growing up, we're taught that, we're taught the simple mechanics of time, about seconds and minutes, hours, and that time is essentially a way of tracking our days and nights it's a way of tracking the earth cycle as it revolves around the sun and it is useful in a sense because it does enable us to track the cycles especially the seasons and for our ancestors particularly it was important to be able to track this track the seasons obviously depending on where you lived uh, in order to know when the changing seasons were coming and when to plant food, when to harvest their food, how to save up food for the winter, for the winter months. And so there is, has been a usefulness about these concepts of time and how we measure time in seconds and minutes and uh, days, months, and years, but as many of you listening to this probably know, there is an elusive nature of time as well. There's a sense that time as an experience can be very different for each individual depending on the phase of life that you're in, what circumstances you might be going through at the time, there are times when time seems to be going faster and moments when, or periods when it seems to be going slower. I've certainly experienced that. I went through breast cancer treatment about 10, 11 years ago, and I remember it feeling excruciatingly slow. It was such a, a slow process that I felt like it was never going to end. 
and then there are periods when it feels like it's things are going so fast, your days are going so fast, and that you can't, and you wish it was actually it would slow down, that time would slow down. I've certainly experienced that as well. I remember when my dad was passing away several years ago, and my family and I had gathered around him, and we were there for, for several days, and it felt like each day was an eternity, and not in a painful, excruciating way for, for me anyway, but it felt like a very sacred time in a sp sacred space, and each day felt like an eternity, that there were lifetimes I was living in each day or in each moment that I was spending with my family or spending with my dad. And that's a very special time to me, even though it was very sad. So while the minutes of time can tick by sort of methodically and in a standard way, in the way that it's measured, our experience of time can be very, very different during different periods in our life. And a lot of people are noting how fast time seems to be going, especially in the last couple of years, that our months seem to be speeding by. I mean, it's already September, and I mean, I for one can't even don't even know what happened to 2018 because it felt like we were just in 2018. And I can't believe it's 2019 and we're coming up on the year 2020. And uh, more recently, I think it feels like, for me anyway, the there are moments that feel long and yet the day or the week feels like it's going by fast. So our personal experience and perception of time can be very different. And certainly we rely on this collective aspect of time because, well, right now this is how our world is structured. It uh, gives us a framework of when to go to work, go to bed at night, get up in the morning, and if we have appointments, when what time we're supposed to be at our at our appointments. If we're parents, what time we need to be home for our kids, or what time to pick up our children from the bus stop. And so we rely on the outer and collective concept of time, uh, based on how we kind of collectively agreed we would measure it and certainly at times we feel like maybe we don't have control over that. Time is also a socially constructed concept meaning that it is tied to many of our belief systems and it's even tied to our economic system in the sense that time is is money right time 
how much we spend time on something is a way that we measure what that what the value of uh, the energetic value that was put into let's say making something or creating something and it's tied to a mechanistic concept in this industrial since the industrial revolution and in the industrial age where production is tied to this notion of time and how much time it takes to make something we want something to be you know we want to receive our order our shipment as soon as possible right and we may become upset if we don't get it in time or we measure the cost of something based on how much time it took to create or make and in factories or places where they are producing mass producing things they try and get as much produced in as little amount of time and energy as time as possible uh, which brings down costs so we have these concepts that are very much embedded into our economic system which is not always in alignment with maybe what our soul consciousness is is calling for when we devalue people um, then who cannot produce or who produce slowly or require greater amounts of time to uh, take care of or or to or uh, to produce something and so in that sense then time this concept outer concept of time has not been very helpful and it has i think at times uh, at times it's hard to even get away from that word but at times um, it makes us feel like we're a slave to time where we're rushing around and trying to produce or get as much done in as little time as possible you know and i could certainly relate to that when my kids were all in school you would have a certain i'd have a certain number of hours to get x y and z done and so it was all about how much i could get done in that time frame or you know at the checkout stand when i know you know i got to be home at a certain time and i'm a little impatient standing in line right and so those kinds of concepts and the way time has been socially constructed and been manipulated in our reality has not really been in alignment with what our soul calls for and certainly in the last couple of years my life with Sammy and how she has uh, operated meaning that she's taken a lot more time to 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 move or get up or you know even to get in the shower where sometimes you know uh, you could be standing next to her for 10 minutes you know with the water running or um, waiting for her to get into the tub because I know uh, that she's some part of her is someplace else and she is needing to 
adjust the energy in her body to facilitate a movement in this in this realm and so I've learned to release certain aspects of that kind of frustration and to be in that moment and allow myself to flow with how she's flowing and even allow myself to flow with how the day might need to go. Sometimes she'll get up early afternoon, sometimes she may get up later in the afternoon and um, then that's where her day begins or she goes to bed really late and uh, in those kinds of cycles it's it's difficult to forcing her to kind of conform to our cycle has not worked and not not been helpful and I, and I say that you know for other parents who might be listening and other people outside professionals or those of you who work with our kids to kind of get get a different perspective and so for me uh, that has taught me to kind of be more in the flow even though our outer world doesn't necessarily work in that same way so time is not a fixed concept it's really not a fixed um so what is time exactly well from sammy's perspective what she's sharing is that time is can be seen as a gift it's a way of measuring manifestation it's a way of tracking experience tracking the manifestations that are unfolding and what that means is um, in order to kind of describe what that means uh, we have to talk a little bit about the dimensionalized system that we exist in and I may have mentioned this before that Sammy had told me uh, a few years ago that she operates on a 15 chakra system and I came to learn that from from other advanced uh, indigos that it's actually not a, not a big secret to some people on the planet that we ha we do exist in a 15 dimensional universe and the 12th dimensional avatar human exists with within that and uh, essentially the 13th 14th and 15th chakras are our support system from beyond the this realm and beyond the and in the non-dimensional realms but um, so in this 12th dimensional system there are 12 sort of bands of sub-frequencies or harmonics 12 in each dimension and when you get when you multiply 12 dimensions times the 12 sub subharmonic uh, frequencies we get that 144 and that's an important number in um, many sacred texts so 
within that dimensionalized system in the first dimension, in the, within the first dimension, well, the first, second, and third dimension, the frequencies are slower. And as you go higher in the dimensions, the vibrations and frequencies become faster. And one of the first blogs that we had put out um, was about the dimensions. And Sammy had said to me that our the dimensions are the toolbox for creator, meaning that it is these frequencies and vibrations from which we manifest, from which we create. And so when we are operating in the slower band of frequencies, things manifest slower and we are denser, right? And, and when we go higher, and when we go into higher vibrations, things manifest faster. And time is a means of measuring that manifestation. And if we imagine that we are soul beings coming into this dimensionalized field or dimensionalized system, that has rules and a structure to, to it. And as soul beings, we emanate through these layers and we engage the dimensionalized system to manifest form or collapse into this body because essentially we are vibrating and oscillating all the time and we are manifesting this body so quickly, moment to moment, so quickly that it feels and is experienced as, as one body moving through a, a time space and reality. And so when the soul engages the dimensions in this way, we are essentially activating time or creating time because, again, how it's about how quickly things are manifesting, how the form or our bodies and things in front of us, around us, is, is manifesting. So the higher the vibration, the more quickly things are collapsing into form, things are manifesting. And so if you're experiencing um, things manifesting quickly it's because we have are now in a higher harmonic and that means that our bodies are adjusting to these higher frequencies and so you may feel states of blissfulness or like you're flying at times or or dizziness these are all kind of the experiences we're having as the vibrations that we're, we're now engaging is higher and and obviously then these are states of higher consciousness as well because as the vibration goes higher then consciousness also has to adapt and change. So at some point 
we will be co-creating different concept of time and there are there is this notion that really time does not exist right um i think many people along their spiritual awakening path come to this awareness or conclusion that really time does not exist and from a certain perspective it it doesn't when you're out in the non-dimensional realms then there there is no thing that we call time because you exist you exist as soul and so there is that notion that there is no such thing as time and some of you may remember um i don't know a year or two ago when the actor comedian jim carrey announced that to the world quite publicly you know he's he was saying that there's no such thing as time and you know hollywood and the media jumped on that and you know questioned the sanity and he is obviously going through um, spiritual awakening and i think he does talk about his spiritual uh, experiences now i think he's a transcendental meditation practitioner um so there is that concept that uh, an awareness that there is no such thing as time and yet for those of us who are still engaged in this realm and many on um, many star seeds and indigos who are the guides and the way showers for this continued ascension process know that to say that there's no such thing as time is really not helpful either because the outer world that we still exist in and the structures and foundations that we still operate and operate on operate on this notion of time as in minutes hours days and months and years and um, you may have a job that you have to go to to support the the physical body, the physical vessel that is still navigating through this time-space reality that we're in. And so, in a sense, it's not helpful to say that there's no such thing as time. And these concepts of even that we're wasting time, right? There's an idea that if you're sitting around um, doing quote nothing that you're just wasting time taking up space and that's often referred to uh, with our kids even and being a mom of a child with down syndrome and autism that becomes a real uh, problem in our society because again we value people based on what they can produce and how quickly they can produce it and if they require a lot of quote time or other people's time to care for then we uh, consider that to be a burden and so we can see where that collective consciousness of time that we've been operating on is not has not been helpful and this will change, but we're still 
kind of in this in between in between phase right i mean i mean i still find myself saying things like that or trying to hurry chris you know he has also slowed down in in many ways in the last couple of years and when you live with sammy it's you can't help but be influenced by all the the uh the energy or the consciousness that she is pulling in here i mean at times it can feel very disorienting i mean when i go out shopping and come back in i can feel the difference in just the home just stepping in here and so it's definitely affected chris and i can feel things going on in him at times and he can feel like he's flying or wobbling or he'll hold his head and like oh my goodness what's happening um and so at times he moves slow and so you know i'm trying to rush him in the morning because he goes to a program and his ride comes at a specific time and we have to get him ready and sometimes poor guy he misses breakfast because he has quote run out of time so you know we're straddling this these two uh different aspects where we see the malleable nature of time and yet we're engaged in a world that is still structured on this old concept or 3d concept of time that's hard to escape right i mean that's just the reality that we're we're in right now you know it's a you know having a watch is a helpful reference point uh to know when your appointment is or when you need to be home you know for for certain things that's happening so but um in some ways it's not cannot be optimal and so this is where carlos comes in and is offering a different way of looking at uh the totality of our life and meaning the life that we are living in this current body this current vessel so everything is becoming about soul as soul is now really as we you know have stepped into a higher harmonic that means that our soul is really much more accessible more accessible than it ever has been in this last last epoch of uh this human cycle and so soul has a different concept of time it has this knowingness to it and also a knowingness uh that we incarnated and came to express our soul gifts for the collective right i mean it's we serve one another we are here as a collective consciousness really to elevate humanity and end the cycle of third dimensional reality as we've as we've known it and so soul coming becoming more prominent in our physical beingness in our in our physical life now requires us to um look at time differently and 
also then going forward, looking at our life differently. So this concept of the Alpha and the Omega coming is coming up from Carlos. And we think of the Alpha and the Omega as we associate that with the Godhead, right? Uh, God's source, the Creator, that cr the Creator operates in no time. Uh, the Creator is eternal. And this Alpha and Omega is implies that there's a beginning and an end, but the, it's there's a sense of infiniteness to it. So, Carlos wants to convey that the that there are many alpha and omega cycles in the creation experience, and creation is an experience. So. Creation has alpha and omega cycles. And what that means is that there are intentions embedded into these alpha and omega cycles for what, let's say, that soul mission is and what, and that when you complete that mission, then you return to source. And uh, Sammy has said, that she's been on many alpha and omega cycles in other as in other parts of our omniversal realms. That these are these are these are creation cycles, and so there is a greater alpha and omega intention for the human, the one prototype of the human that was created has an alpha and omega intention embedded into it. And it appears to be that we were created to heal and resolve extreme duality in this universe, on this earth, but also in this, this universe. Because as the human, we've been in extreme polarity and living this third dimensional reality and the avatar human interfaces with all 15 dimensions of this universe. And so we're able to do this, this let mission, let's say. And so each soul that came through uh, is participating in this alpha and omega cycle of which is embedded into the human form. And what Carlos was also transmitting is that it's actually even in our DNA, that our DNA holds the information to complete this huge alpha and omega cycle, and it's thousands and thousands of years long, and this is what the ascension mission of the human body is, and uh, it's also then evolution of the human to eventually become a light being, a 12th dimensional light being, because it's, you know, you can, ha let's say, have a, uh, or ninth or, ninth or 10th dimensional being, but to, but they exist, they, the lowest that they've existed in is that ninth or 10th dimension, right? And so that's going to be, that's going to be a different being even than this human 
who has experienced third third dimensional reality and has the potential to ascend through all those dimensions while incorporating that or integrating and synthesizing with all those frequencies in this human form because then eventually this light being, 12th dimensional light being becomes something different having evolved and participated in uh, that kind of co-creation. And so it's written even down into our DNA, he's saying, meaning that the DNA uh, in in code is first comes as this fractal, which means a very, very tiny, tiny geometry, let's say, the tiniest as you can imagine in, in the subatomic realms that that then the subatomic particles align to uh, which are the atoms which create this form which which creates this body because essentially and if you watch shows like what the bleep or follow quantum mechanics that when they look at the atom uh, when they look at electrons and protons i mean it's it's like, it's like vapor. It's barely even there. They talk about electrons being a probability of where they try and predict where it's going to show up. You know, I mean, it's kind of, um, it becomes very mind-bending information or and perspective. And so when you imagine that this is what we're actually made of, this solid form that feels solid because we're continuously manifesting, 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 you know, um, uh, in uh, micro, 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 nano, 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 nanosecond. I mean, you can't even, you can't even imagine that how how small um, these increments are that were continuously collapsing and manifesting into this, into this being, right into this vessel, and so it's encoded that that mission is encoded into the human DNA so that we will return to source when we have created, when we have completed this alpha and omega cycle. Um, and, mean, and returning meaning as a collective soul, as many souls um, that we are, that we will all return to um, return to creation, let's say, in the non-dimensional fields or non-dimensional, I don't even know what the right word is, non-dimensional reality, so to speak, but that um, the, in this, within this alpha and omega cycle, there are cycles within cycles within cycles, and as soul beings, we are each of our lives that we choose to undertake is part of that mini, part of that larger alpha and omega cycle, and that our life here is an alpha and omega cycle. So we have this concept here, right, the circle of life that um, we will, you know, we're born and then we die and our souls go to this 
to go go back to its eternal eternal nature. Um, and what I'm saying here is that our as soul beings, we may choose to take on many different soul incarnations as Alpha and Omega cycles to complete this larger Alpha and Omega cycle for the human form, for as a, as a humanity. And so if we look at our lives that way, that um, and align to the intention of what our soul mission was, align to the end of our soul mission, and to see it ourselves as having succeeded in what our personal soul intention was, then in a sense where we can also move backwards to our present state and that we can align to receive everything we need and that the manifestation of what we need to, to complete this personal soul mission will unfold as we just step into into each into each phase let's say now let's talk a little bit about intentions and specific goals because when we say we have intention it means that how we manifest that is infinite there are infinite ways of how that is going to that could manifest and the choices that we make in each in each step and it's this is different again than this notion that we script everything that we're going to experience before we come as soul beings that we script who our parents are going to be and what we're going to experience from those parents to receive the lessons that we need maybe to rectify things from our past lives uh, going forward now, um, let me just say that karma is 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 over. Really, I mean, it's been it's been deleted and it's been part of a distorted program that we've been operating on. And I won't go into details about that. But as Sammy has said to me before, as soul beings, we don't need those extreme lessons that we have been told that we need in order to continue to progress spiritually. Now, we certainly can have challenges within a certain bandwidth, let's say, but we don't need lessons of extreme uh, things like, you know, like I've mentioned in the last podcast of being tortured or, or raped or maimed. I mean, those kinds of experiences are not something that we script into our experience before we come as souls. So if we think of our lives as soul intentions, that there's a specific mission and a passion that comes through from our soul beingness that wants to be expressed, then that is part of our soul uh, purpose here and how we intend 
to complete that soul mission, right? And so this is different than just visualizing a specific goal of what you want, um, where you might, where some people who visualize or taught to visualize something that you want to see in your future and you see, you know, your, your beautiful home and your cars or um, other things that you want in it. And certainly that's, that's not, that's not a good or bad thing. It's not right or wrong to want those things because certainly uh, we require a certain level of stability in our lives for our physical being in order to do the soul mission that we're, that we're on. But um, to set intentions is much more uh, malleable. It's a much more malleable concept because in the moment you will know what you, it means that you, you will know what you need to do, what steps to take when it's the right moment to take that step or take action and that we will draw to us what we require for the physical being to be taken care of. And so Carlos is saying by aligning to that end mission of, of what we could call our lives, the Omega aspect, that we complete this circle of the Alpha, our personal Alpha and Omega cycle, and it's in service to everyone else. And he wants, he's reminding me to add that there is that malleability and that fluidity of knowing what to do in each moment or making choices in, in each moment because we're interacting with lots of other beings, right? And people who are also manifesting, who are also who are also um, on their soul mission or maybe don't realize that they're on a soul mission and we're all interacting with each other's energy fields and how we each interface with our dimensionalized system is unique and slightly different. And so there's a level of openness and allowing things to unfold so that we can be sort of flexible in how and what we're going to do next. And uh, Sammy is saying, yeah, this is, this is what free will actually is in that Alpha and Omega cycles in other creational projects, so to speak, that that is free will. And um, there's an excitement in doing it that way because we don't know what can be created. And this is uh, as soul expressions of the original, let's say the original soul or the consciousness that was born out of, you know, nothingness, that this is the excitement of creation. And so long as we're uh, acting on the behalf, know that we're acting on the on behalf of all other souls and that we are all in service to one another, 
than what we co-create and uh, create with the basis of the, the tri-wave, then we will um, not get the kind of gross distortions that we have been ex um, existing in. Carlos wants me to add here that in this way, uh, creation is exciting. Co-creation leads to abundance. And Carlos wants me to add here that um, think about music, musical notes. We have essentially 12 notes, do, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, and then there's five notes, black keys. If you look at a keyboard, the, um, the keyboard has five black notes, which are either called sharps or flats, depending on which direction you're coming from. So from within, from these 12 notes, we have uh, infinite numbers of songs that are created and no two songs, some of them might sound a little similar, but they're actually all different and no two songs are alike and it's still infinite what other songs can be created out of just those notes. And then if you think about uh, even paintings and all the color palettes that we have and they're coming up with different hues within even uh, color palettes, right? That it's it seems it seems infinite of what we can create. And so this is this is similar to what an intention is that we don't know exactly what it's going to look like, and um, and yet we take each step and set our intention that we're still that whatever we create, we're gonna, it's gonna be in alignment with our soul mission and our soul purpose. And with each step, we don't know what what will happen from each step that we take. And so um, this is the uh, creative nature and this is the co-creative nature of things because then as we collaborate with other people, then we, cre we can create something completely different that we hadn't thought about before. So even with Sammy's intentions here, right, that um, you will experience states of non-judgment st and states of non-duality, that whatever each person hears from our messages, uh, we don't know what, how that will affect each person. And so we, you know, set our intention of what we're going to offer and then we let it go and what each person then will uh, receive from that and how they will create from that or how it will help them or maybe not help them um, is is very much individualized and that that creative process then continues continues on and this is the excitement and the awe and the wonder of creator when we're able to see it this way and so even though time the construct of time that we're still existing in can feel limiting and can feel like it's out of alignment with 
true fifth dimensional consciousness, it will change as we each change, as we each are able to hold a higher states of consciousness, that then we are then as soul beings co-creating um, something new. And if we can stay in the flow and stay aligned to our heart, then in each moment we will know what the next step is. So I, um, I hope that this message is, is clear. I know uh, at, at times some of the concepts were a bit confounding. Um, and again, please take only that which resonates for you and will assist you in your life today and uh, compost the rest, as somebody else had said. So on behalf of the collective consciousness of these autists, we thank you. Many blessings for continued integration and synthesizing with grace and ease. And we hope that you will join in next month when the message will be about responsible co-creating from one of our new friends that just came to our awareness. His name is, I'll just call him Prakash. And um, he has a beautiful message to share. So thank you again. And happy integrating.